some people filtering in just want to say welcome to everyone who's recently joined the call uh, very excited today we welcome you to the engineering call number 10. my name is Kagemni Karimu I'm the DevRel engineer for Lava we're joined on this call by a couple uh, speakers some of which you're probably familiar with if you've been around for a little while uh, first we're joined by Gil Binder our chief technology officer how's it going hey everyone excited to be here Thanks, Kagemni. Welcome, welcome. As always, exciting. Uh, we're going to also be joined today by Jacob Avidar, our Senior VP Engineering. Great to be here. And finally, by Omar Michel, our Chief Architect Officer. Hi, guys. Glad to be here. So we're super excited to have this engineering call. Our engineering calls always give a sneak peek into what we're working on at LAVA, give you a little bit of a chance to interface with some of the best and brightest from LAVA, which we'll be exposing even more uh, team members to you in the near future. But uh, as, as many of you have heard already, LAVA is the open standard for blockchain, RPC, and APIs. And we really wanna ensure that we have transparency. Welcome everybody. So for today's engineering call, we'll cover a few topics. Uh, we're gonna briefly go over the testnet to fork process and learning It'll be a short talk back with uh, Jacob about what we've learned as a, as a team, as well as uh, discuss some new features in development that are very exciting. We're going to talk about emergency mode, which many of you have not maybe heard about yet. Some of the upcoming changes to our SDK, as well as caching. First, I'd like to welcome to the stage uh, Jacob Avidar. Uh, we're going to talk a moment about forking the test net. It's been a little bit longer than a month since our last engineering call, and Lava's transformed a lot. So you may have noticed changes in our docs. If you were present, thank you a lot for helping us in our major transition to Lava Testnet 2. Uh, Jacob, could you just give us a little summary of uh, what, test, what Testnet 2 brought to Lava in terms of uh, fixes and, and how we handled it? Yes, of course. Thank you very much for hosting me again, Kagemni. Um, the fork that we have done in Testnet uh, was happening uh, back in 16th of August. This was the first try, actually. Uh, we upgraded the network uh, to Testnet uh, 2. After a few hours, we have uh, seen a system halt due to a bug in the code, which makes sense because we wrote so much uh, code. Uh, I think it summarized about uh, eight or 10 weeks of uh, new code with many new features. And um, unfortunately, we had this bug. Luckily, we were able to detect it and find it within uh, uh, only a few hours and to release a new version. We tested it overnight. And in the morning, actually 24 hours uh, after the uh, first try, we upgraded again, uh, and we have done the uh, fork to testnet number two. And since then, it's running um, beautifully, 100% uh, uptime. Uh, all the active set of validators that were patiently waiting for us 
joined and they are uh, there uh, validating our uh, network and uh, most of the providers joined within the first 24 hours and they are also giving service today as part of testnet 2 um, and i was really happy with that yeah, we just want to shout out all the community members who uh, contributed. I know that Testnet 2 brought changes to our specs, splitting of the binaries, more security features. I myself contributed to the docs. I continue to contribute to the docs, and I look forward to everyone else who has really been helpful during this Testnet process. So shout out to our community. Uh, just wanted to say we appreciate the work of the engineering team. We appreciate the work of all of our validators and pro providers who successfully transitioned with us. With that, I would like to uh, keep you uh, in the center light for a moment, Jacob, if, if you don't mind. We have an extremely exciting new feature that we'd like to cover, and it's Lava's new emergency mode. Uh, Jacob, what, what is the premise of this emergency mode and why is it so important? Yeah, yeah, this is beautiful. And um, I'm not sure that I like the name of emergency mode that much. I would uh, like it better to be called as a 100% availability. Always people are afraid to say it, but I will explain why is it like that? Because actually this is a killer feature. Uh, in any service that you are getting, um, whether it's Alchemy or Infura, any RPC service that you are getting, uh, it's working perfectly until it is down. Uh, if they are down, uh, for some reason, for maintenance for two hours, or because of a bug, or uh, some problems in the infrastructure, you don't get a service. It makes sense in any service in the world that it behaves like that, right? That once it's down, it's dying. Correct, Kagemni? Absolutely, yeah. But so, this, is, <laughs> this is unique here in Lava. We are actually able to, even if we are down, the consumers will continue to get service. How come? How is it possible? It is possible because Lava is actually a blockchain that is hand handling only the uh, payments and the transactions and everything that is running in order to provide each consumer the best providers that he can in his uh, geolocation. But after that, for the next 15 minutes, He's using peer-to-peer. -peer. He's talking directly to the providers. And during this time, he doesn't need lava. Providers also doesn't need uh, lava. They do not need lava because only after 15 minutes, they're coming back to lava to ask for payments for everything that was signed. It means that even if lava is down for one hour, for 24 hours, for 48 hours, all the services can continue. And this is what is going to happen after we are going to complete the deployment of this feature. Even if Lava will be down, even if we will have system halt, like we had in the fork, and this is where we got the initial idea from, then all services can continue. So provider can continue to give service to all consumers that have a valid uh, subscription. As long as they had a valid subscription, they can continue to consume the services and all the consumers can continue to talk with the existing uh, list of providers that they got in their pairing list. Again, maybe they got only five. And again, maybe they are not optimized because after a few hours, maybe some of them are still uh, not the best. 
But at least the service continues. And this is really, really important for anyone who is developing an application. He doesn't want to deal with system down. He is okay with dealing some uh, quality experience or some degradation in the service. But as long as the service continues, I think this is really, really unique to love. Yeah, I think um, absolutely. That's it's, It actually is something that I think more blockchains need to embrace. Uh, the thought of... Lava as a blockchain can go down, but it 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 can continue. The service can continue. Really shows and emphasizes the peer to peer aspect of our pairings. So I think that this is awesome. I really appreciate you sharing this with us. Is it live now or is this coming soon? Actually, it's coming soon. We uh, created the seeds for it. We put the infrastructure for it. Uh, we are uh, going to continue it. We have already implemented it in the consensus. Now we need to complete it in the protocol. And once uh, we will complete everything, we will de uh, declare about it and we will announce it in uh, Discord. I think it will happen at the uh, October timeframe. Okay, that's uh, not far from now. Now you started this conversation by saying 100% <laughs> availability. I'm not gonna let you get past that. That sounds like a dream. Can it actually be that effective? I think actually, yes, I truly believe in this because as long as you have providers somewhere in the world, they will give you this service. As long as Lava is up and running, you will get this service. And just imagine what are the odds that all Lava is down and we are debugging now some critical issue. And at the same time, all the providers are crashing in all chains and then you do not have service. It doesn't make sense, okay? It looks like a, a probability, which is actually zero. It means that you will actually get, let's say, okay, not 100% availability, but much, much better availability than any service in the world. Okay, I, I can definitely stand behind this statement. So uh, in, in summation, we might say having enough providers is a key to making this work. And we need our community to participate and uh, offer their services on chain. Uh, and that, that really showcases the true power of decentralization. Exactly. And it's true also for them because all the providers will also get 100% coverage for their uh, service. They will get paid. We are going to subsidize everything that will happen during our uh, downtime. So for any reason, if they continue to provide service because we allow that, we will pay them after that, after uh, Lava is uh, back up and running, uh, we will pay for all the downtime and for all the services that they provided. Well, there you have it. Uh, near perfect <laughs> availability available through our new uh currently called emergency mode. Maybe the name is a work in progress, but the idea is very beautiful. So thank you, Jacob, for sharing that with us. Thank you. Um, I, I also wanted to uh, take a moment to acknowledge that our SDK has been the SDK Alpha for a while. For those in the community who have been using it, we thank you. Uh, we're working on some big upcoming changes for the SDK. So to that end, I'd like to bring on our CTO, Gil Binder, to speak a little bit about this. Uh, First, I think we should start from the 10,000 foot view because there are some folks on our call who probably aren't as familiar with our SDK. Uh, Gil, can you tell us just a little bit about what is our SDK? Why is it important for people to know about our SDK? Yeah, of course, and thanks for having me here. And I'm excited uh, to speak about the SDK after such a beautiful uh, explanation about the emergency mode, uh, trademark, of course. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so what is our SDK and why is it important? Think about the SDK as the same implementation of the Lava protocol only in TypeScript. So why is that why is that interesting or why is it important? It's important because now you can run Lava from your browser directly. That means that any dApp in the world can now just npm install Lava SDK. Uh, it integrates with Ether.js, integrates with other frameworks automatically. And now you can use everything that we've discussed about, including emergency mode, uh, in your dApp without thinking about it. You get, you know, 100% availability. You get really fast providers, the best service uh, from using the SDK in the browser. Uh, it's a huge, huge milestone for Lava because when we were designing and thinking about what Lava should do, how it should look like, I think the SDK had a prominent um, place there as one of the bigger uh, or biggest innovation that we're bringing to the market. And I think, uh, yeah, it's part of the RPC and API revolution that we're doing. Uh, so I think this is why it's a critical component for that. I love how you framed that of now you can get Lava straight from the browser. So the simplicity of it and, and the fact that you can easily do an NPM install, one of my favorite things about the SDK. But enough of me waxing poetic about it. Uh, what sorts of changes are coming to the SDK? Yeah, so as we've said, you know, we've been working on, uh, on developing Lava and developing the SDK. The, the team is doing amazing, amazing job uh, pushing the boundaries of, of what's possible uh, in, the, in the centralized uh, service. And we've released the alpha uh, not too long ago. Um, and we've received a lot of feedback from the community, uh, from their testing, and we took all the uh, feedback alongside our roadmap and made sure to uh, address uh, the topics that were raised. And I think one of the biggest, to talk about the actual changes and the biggest things that we've been doing, we basically redesigned the SDK uh, to move it from like an MVP stage to a beta stage. That means that if in the past you needed multiple instances per blockchain, uh, now you need only one instance initialized uh, for all the blockchains. That means that you can initialize one instance of the Lava SDK and get access to all the chains that we support. And mind you, we support right now 30 chains and more coming very soon. Uh, so it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, the second thing is we worked very, very uh, hard on optimizing the performance of the SDK. That means that we have reduced many calls that we had before to be much, much faster uh, and reduced the number of calls that are required to initialize the SDK as well. And also, uh, we enabled one of the coolest features in Lava. I don't know if people are familiar with this yet, but the way Lava works uh, is by basically letting the users of the service uh, seamlessly behind the scenes. Uh, score the providers because in, in the end the users who are using the providers uh, they're the ones who know the best about the quality of service their subjective quality of service was it fast was it fresh right so uh, we're now bringing that to the uh, sdk from the browser so the user as it communicates with these providers it also uh, builds a report card or a score of how good they are and it sends it as part of the relay and goes on chain and it affects the reputation of the provider and it affects how much rewards the provider gets and also how many pairings in the future it will get. This is why it's an amazing uh, 
uh, feature that we now have brought to the um, SDK. And we're also um, bringing uh, one of the other cool features, which is Provider Optimizer. So uh, the Lava Provider Optimizer is, is basically a way for you uh, to seamlessly get access to the best provider uh, on Lava. So we have a list, let's say, of 20, 30, 40 providers. Uh, you want to find the one that is closest to you, the one that gives you the best service. Because maybe you're in a different, maybe you're in Asia, maybe you're in Europe, maybe you're uh, on a different, uh, maybe you're on a different planet, who knows? But we need to give you the best provider for you. So the provider optimizer finds that provider by basically uh, talking to many providers and seeing who is the fastest and the best for you. These are the big major upgrades coming. Awesome. That's quite a bit. Uh, you threw a lot at us and it's very exciting to hear. What would you say of all the things you talked about is the most significant change that's coming for the SDK? Personally, for me, because I developed a bunch of uh, dApps with the SDK, uh, I think for me it's performance. So far, the alpha, the performance has been uh, not up to par yet because obviously it's an MVP and we just were testing it. But now with the beta, uh, we're changing that. You know, we're bringing it up to par and more. You know, it's, it's so much faster to load. Uh, smaller size to install, even I think it's five or six times smaller size uh, and much, much faster. So for me, it's performance. Awesome. Can you speak to any of those performance? Uh, I know you spoke to the size a little bit, but to any of the performance improvements in detail? Yeah, of course. And uh, I hope we have time later on for some questions from the community. But And feel free to, to bring that up uh, if you guys have any other questions. I'll also say that it's completely open source and all of our development is done in the open. So, you know, our, SD, uh, our SDK is uh, on the GitHub and, and you can follow and see exactly the changes that are coming in. Uh, so for the performance improvements, for example, uh, we really improved the loading time by amortizing uh, some of the requests uh, required to, and reducing the number of requests required from the SDK to get the list of providers. We really made that much faster. Uh, there's also faster communication with providers directly now over the peer-to-peer -peer communication. Um, and we also implemented a super critical uh, feature of retrying um, uh, the relays in case some of them failed due to certain types of errors. So it's much faster and more reliable. Um, these are the biggest uh, improvements. Yeah, the SDK has undergone a lot of improvements in general. But I have to ask the million dollar question, uh, probably my final question on this, but how close are we to some of those really in-demand features that our community has talked about, like support for rich APIs? I think it's a great question. And, you know, I'm also excited for rich APIs. Uh, and the team, you know, is amazing and, and is developing at a crazy pace. Uh, and we're so close to bringing rich APIs, but we need, we need help from the community, right? In Lava, we designed Lava to be a place, a market, for anyone to be able to build APIs, uh, for anyone to be able to bring opportunities like different uh, nascent chains to Lava. We made it possible by simply creating a, a, what we call a spec object uh, and then proposing it on chain. Uh, so, the, and why would anyone do it? Maybe if that's the question, it's because we're building um, an incentivization uh, built into the engine where the governance can basically give the people who are bringing these opportunities and are building and maintaining these specs and APIs uh, rewards 
for providing that service based on how much service is being given. Uh, so this is a call on the on the community to come and help us uh, build uh, these APIs that everyone is asking for. Um, and maybe some bounties will be available in the future for that as well. So feel free to reach out if you're interested in that so that we can bring it to the chain. All right, you heard it here first. If you want those rich APIs, come and get them. Come and help us create them. Definitely join us on Discord or uh, check us out uh, at our docs page. Just reach out to us in general. We would love, 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 love the uh, input of the community on that. Our next, uh, thanks, thanks again, Gil, for speaking about the SDK. It's very appreciated. Our next topic is uh, caching, which it's a new improvement that's coming to the RPC provider service and the RPC consumer service, which you may have heard of as ServerKit. This is potentially going to improve things greatly. And of course, we have to start by introducing Omer and ask him what in the world is caching? Hi guys. Um, so caching is the capability to uh, utilize common requests or uh, repetitive information fetches uh that make the processing time much faster both for the consumer to get it and for the provider to get rid of the request by fulfilling it so a caching is storing in the memory in accessible uh way uh the response of a query and not passing it to the node is this something that we would often see on rpc providers say the big dogs the, whose name we won't mention <laughs> Actually, caching is heavily used by most advanced providers, but it's being kept as a high barrier of entry because caching node requests is a very difficult task to do uh, if you want to maintain consistency and freshness. So a lot of uh, free providers or uh, RPC, uh, public RPCs are not offering information with caching and they have the processing time, and transmitting to the node the request, and they compete with the node uh, processing the transactions for state transition, falling behind maybe on times of a lot of uh, effort on uh, serving RPC. And uh, Lava is uh, excited to share with the community uh, an open source tool that works uh, perfectly with the RPC provider embedded into all the chains. And we actually uh, try to lower the barrier for high quality service by providing the tools providers need in order to do that. Uh, so providers can use that uh, to reduce the load multiple times over when there's high demand, which are the crucial times that you have to scale up for usually. So it can prevent you from getting more spot instances or getting dedicated servers when there is a huge load. If there is a common denominator between all of those requests, that the caching will take care of it and reduce the load from the node itself. That is beautiful. And I think uh, the fact that we're doing this in an open source fashion really speaks to the importance, the necessity and need for this sort of thing. I know that there are, you know, caching, as you mentioned, on the big providers, but they, uh, they've kept it closed source. And I think Lava being community centered, this is a really cool opportunity. So I think you've spoken to this a little bit, but if we can just get a little specific for a second, how does caching improve throughput on the chain? Perfect. So let me explain that with an example. The Lava provider service queries often the node in order to get the latest state and also the latest blocks. It's doing it passively 
all of our providers are like, wow, Lava uses a lot of throughput. No, it's because the service maintains a picture. And when put closely with the node, doesn't cost any bandwidth on storage. But it tracks the latest state of the blockchain to provide the best service in order for consumers to get the information they need. Since it does that and already queries the blocks, it can actually cache all of that information. Even without any consumers, the latest blocks are cached. And when a consumer asks for a specific block, for example, I ran latest block as a consumer, I got a specific number, I'm doing a get block, that block is already in the cache. And the response time for that is going to be amazing. And if you pound it, it's still going to be very, very fast, very competitive, might even outlive competition because you go directly to the cache that has it. You don't go through a middleman. So it might be the fastest way to get a block there is. Uh, and this improvement, it's also on the RPC consumer side. So even if you're an enterprise grade service and you want to save up on costs, you just deploy uh, our proxy RPC server kit and immediately all of your dApps and all of your frontends will use it. And you don't want to deploy server kit. We have the gateway and the gateway is going to give you uh, cache data uh, that is super fast. Now, the nice thing about cache that we developed, because we know what is the latest state of all the blockchains, we know to stale the data very fast. So caching is only good for bursts. We're not going to damage freshness of data with that. And that's something I know a lot of centralized providers um, give up on. They reduce freshness of data in order to um, give a lower uh, price per relay. So as a developer, I'm making a dApp. I should care about this because it's going to cut down my response times. It's going to make some queries come back almost immediately. It's going to make my dApp, if I got a big dApp, making a lot of requests, uh, a lot less costly and a lot less inefficient. Is that correct? Yes, and it will also reduce the amount of computiness you're using. If you're using, for example, if you have 10,000 frontends using the same query, then suddenly you don't need 10,000 queries to RPC providers. Suddenly you have a need of only one per time frame. So that could Got be it. a cost improvement as well. Awesome. So can it or will it affect the cost of running a node? Definitely. It will affect positively because the basic cost for running a node depends on the machine and you have to scale up the machine, the more networking you have and the more load it has. And if I have a separate service that is protecting it from requests by returning them with a valid response, still getting paid as a provider, but having less load on the node, then the cost of running a node is going to be lower. All right. Well, you mentioned that this was on both the RPC provider and RPC consumer processes. Is there anything, let's say I'm running one of those, <laughs> is there anything I need to do to enable this? Yes, caching is not run by default, uh, especially not now when we're using it. The reasoning is that you can actually run it remotely from the provider and you don't have to run it locally. They're communicating with gRPC. Um, so for a local environment, it's already embedded in LavaD. Uh, it's during uh, test stages. If you want to help us test, uh, we implore you to try it out uh, during testnet. And it could be a nice uh, feedback to get how uh, it's doing. Uh, and uh, as are many caching solutions, the hit rate is also something we care about. And, and with your feedback, it would be amazing. 
and because we cannot see what's happening on the provider side that we don't run ourselves. And so I'm calling all of our providers that are interested uh, to try it out. Uh, it's going to be merged on the next version, on the next release. And we're going to start uh, testing it then. And uh, I believe we're going to release it in a few weeks. Awesome. 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 Well, thank you for telling us about this feature. I think it's exciting. All of the features that get implemented that uh, make providers and consumers life easier without much work on their end is always a beautiful thing to me. Would like to welcome anybody from the community. If we had any questions before we close out, uh, please feel free to tweet your questions in response to this call, uh, or you can request to speak and uh, we should be able to uh, allow you to speak for a moment if you had any questions. We just want to give thanks, appreciation to everyone who showed up uh, to support LABA. It's been a great journey to get to this point where we're implementing uh, these really high fidelity features. I'm really excited to see them in action. I know some of them are, are appearing slowly but surely on our chain. Um, with that, if there are no community questions, we don't have anybody who wants to come up and ask anything. We're always available on the Discord. As Gil and Omer have said, there's plenty of opportunities for you to jump in to assist, uh, whether that's rich APIs or whether that's just testing out the new features that are available in our binaries. So please, please, please don't hesitate to get involved directly. Come to our Discord, check out our gateway if you haven't already, gateway.lavanet.xyz. Check out our uh, docs, our site, lavanet.xyz, docs.lavanet.xyz. Uh, it's really great stuff going on and we need your help. So thank you everybody for attending. Uh, we are appreciative of our community presence. I just want to reiterate, Lava is the most reliable RPC without relying on providers. And we're grateful once again to have you here. Uh, that's all we had for today. We appreciate you. We hope to hear from you soon. Take care, everybody. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt We rape them under the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and plate Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless Trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets Dead ants dragging out the max amount of payments Red down days got them acting all bankless Yo fam, what? Check these tokenomics They probing this bear, flexing broken honest I had to lay my soul down, I'm just roasting honest And then to end a long day, 11 bowls of chronic Never known the politic, I was born to frolic It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom over the impossible loss, it's all moss And I'm liking the odds Fondue in the morning, forming mycological bonds Click the cap, yo, the world is highly involved Flip a coin, diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape them under the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace Stacked in non-toxic just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage like the shit is play for keeps Clowns, white knight, and all these Maybellines 
they call it implausible When model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle Beats tearing apart your community All these low hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach, coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts and send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release when I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs, we got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the verbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We raping under the earth Say and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Ten spaces.